Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this story is about a newly minted billionaire banker Mr. Sanjay Agarwal. What does his outfit do? How did he get here? What were some of the challenges along the way? And where does he go from here? On the call today to talk about the cover story is its author Samar Srivastava. Hi Samar, thanks for joining in. Hi Abhishek, thank you for having me. Uh, you're Sanjay Agarwal, uh, you write your piece uh, by saying that he started with uh, disbursing automobile loans some two decades ago. Can you please describe his early days starting from you know the 1990s? It was an interesting time to be a banker or to be you know handing out loans in the first place. So Sanjay um, studied to become a chartered accountant and when he finished studying, he realized he didn't want to work for anyone. So in those days, one of the options was to start a lending business and he decided to get into the vehicle finance space, primarily secondhand vehicles. What he discovered was that raising money was hard and you know, growing was hard, but he stuck it out. And in 1998, there were challenges because there was CR Bansali who defrauded a lot of people and run away. And as a result of which, funding for the sector dried up. But you know, the, the initial decade after 95, 96 was very slow. Uh, but he stuck it out and he learned how to run the business. And he was actually competing with money lenders. So while his rates were lower, they were still quite high, not 20%. But he still managed to start and grow slowly. And those were the beginnings of AU Finance. What made him uh, dig his heels, if so to speak? You said he stuck it out. So at the time, NBFCs were having a hard time. Many were sh- shutting shop. It was because A, he wanted to do something on his own. And B, he knew he was in a good space that even though it was growing slowly, would continue to grow. And he just didn't want to work for anyone else. And I think in 2002, they got into a partnership with HDFC bank in order to source loans for them and uh, that was another line of business that they had when you look back at these things if you ask someone why is they stuck it out you may not get a very precise answer but the fact that they stuck it out is actually paid off correct was the big turning point and i'm sure there would be there would have been many uh, was it in 2017 when you write that he applied for a license as a small finance bank when the rbi had started uh, accepting invitations and then it had certain rules as to you need to have x percentage of banks in rural areas blah 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 so was that the big moment where he decided to take that route and he was given the license eventually yeah so that was very clearly the turning point because what challenge he faced was that it was very hard for them to raise money in order to lend. And he knew that once they get a banking license, they could raise money, no questions asked. And which is why he applied for the small finance bank license. And after some deliberations, etc., RBI chose 10 banks. Now what happens is these banks can raise fixed deposits, no questions asked, and they can do virtually everything that a regular bank can do, barring, I think, foreign exchange operations, there are, there are very few rules and limitations. They must have, I think, half their branches outside of the big cities or in places where there are no branches. 75% of their lending has to go to the priority sector and a certain percentage of their loans must be below a certain size. These are the only stipulations that they need to meet and AU Small Finance Bank was meeting them easily. So there was never any issue on that front. And when they were licensed as a small finance bank, they were the largest out of the 10 that have been licensed so far. 
and how did he figure out to balance the overall mantra of you know financial inclusion uh, which means that the folks who would seek loans would not be well off and how did he balance that with repayment so in the vehicle space is very simple your vehicle is security so that's a loan with collateral and then what he over the years was that people who would take loans for vehicles would also come to him and say hey i have a small business can you lend to me and then his challenge was that the collateral that the vehicle offered was very low and so he could not give another loan based on that and so he said okay you give me some other collateral and then i can lend you loans and that's how they got into small business lending and he also got into they used to lend to developers and so let's say a, a developer is building eight 10 flats and then the developer would come and say okay these are the guys who are buying from me can you lend to them and so then the flat was security and they, they got into that but all his loans uh, for the most part are based on some form of security only recently has he told small business owners that you install those you know you've seen those qr code machines at paytm and all install you install au finance bank qr code machines and once you do that i have better access to data as to how much you're selling uh, who your customers are etc and then perhaps i can lend you without right in exchange of the data so that's that's what, what he gets yeah. as well in the last uh, few years it's it's a, it's a small finance bank but it it handles uh, 33000 odd crore worth of assets so how have they gotten till here is he happy with the pace at which the bank has grown pace has been very very quick i i done a story on them in 2013 on au small bank on au financiers as they were known then and his loan book at that point was 4000 crores and now it's i think 33000 odd so the compounded growth has been about 30% plus 34% or thereabouts and that is very 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 quick just to give you a sense a lot of the legacy banks are not growing or if they're growing they're growing in single digits the private banks like hdfc and all are now growing at in some 20% and so if he's managed to grow so rapidly it's very quick and it's primarily come on account of two growth engines which is his vehicle finance book and uh, the small business finance book au small finance bank is confident that they can grow this to about 90000 to 1 lakh crores in the next 4 5 years and each of his loan books which is housing finance vehicle finance and uh, small business finance would contribute about a third each one of the reasons why the market is giving them such a high valuation i think it's six or seven times book is because they know that this growth could continue and uh, they are pricing that growth in if the growth continues i think the bank should continue to do well and the valuations may hold and if it doesn't we'll, we'll see what happens since you've done a story back in 2013 and it, you you would have followed uh, this outfit in general do you have any sense of uh, how they've done better than others is it the leadership style is it the team is it the the line of business that they are in a little fortune and and a lot of pluck you know how how does it work so how do you assess that that that's a good question because i spoke with one of the executive directors in the bank and he said that sanjay is a person who's just always thinking he's always thinking about his next move what they could do better etc and even when i spoke with sanjay there was one very revealing line he said that look we've grown so rapidly but in the next decade we must accomplish what other larger banks and he didn't name them but 
you know, you can make educated guesses, essentially the leading private sector banks. So we must do what they did in 20 years, we must do in the next 10 years, because if we are unable to achieve that, then this speed, agility, et cetera, that we've demonstrated will probably be of no use. So he's very clear that he wants to keep innovating and growing rapidly. Now to answer your question, what got them so far? I think it's it's the fact that top management is only interested in strategic thinking, big picture decisions. They don't get into the nitty gritty. Oh, this particular loan, this loan file, this particular borrower, this particular customer. At least that was the sense I got. They got so, so, so Sanjay, for instance, spoke about how you don't need to set up branches everywhere. You and I can just make a phone call. They can do our KYC and get us as customers without even coming to our houses anymore. We don't need to visit a branch. So that branch-like model is sort of going out of fashion and that creates a huge opportunity for them to grow faster. And let's see how he pulls it off, but he's constantly thinking about how to do this a lot better. And, and how does he plan to go on from here in terms of what after him? There will be a point where he will hang up his boots and it's, it's a bank. And who is the next person in charge? Is, are there any plans of succession? Well, I think banking is, banking is one of the few institutions where you don't see uh, son or daughter take over from father because you need RBI approval and it's a trust business, etc. etc. So... I mean, I think he wants it to be a professionally run company with very strong board oversight. And I think very clearly he does want the bank to endure. Uh, and he spoke about how, you know, you have banks in the US that are 200, 300 years old. So more power to him. I think he's growing at, his, the, the, uh, the company is growing at a decent clip, uh, as you mentioned in your article. And maybe we'll read a follow up. Thank you very much, Summer, for your time on this podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com, on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818. And also look for other podcasts from uh, Forbes India. There's one called Teenpreneur, an interview series with young entrepreneurs. And we also have from the bookshelf of Forbes India, conversations about business, economics, and books. (music) 